0: This this is
1: Brock and Saul. Brock
0: Eward and Mark Matt Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Made, Mike. Presented by
2: Carter Volkswagen and Ballard on
3: Seattle Sports.
2: Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio.
3: Where's like the buff dudes at?
2: Now here are your hosts, Brock Eward and Mike Saul.
3: Kobe Bryant going to join us in just a second. Texter two five three. So it really is Brock's show. Yeah, no kidding. Dude, I've, I've gone 14 years here as Brock Hewitt's caddy. What are you, joking? Of course it's Brock Show. No, it's not,
2: Mike. Of course it's Brock Show. I run around in the show. You no. run the show. How many but, times have we talked about this? But you're Brock Hewitt. I mean, yeah, well, you yeah, know, Michael you're very, very famous name. You <laughs> and, had to play in a foursome yesterday. Is this, were you the celebrity or was Hop the well, celebrity? I would say Who Coach Hopkins celebrity? is
3: a celebrity more okay. than me, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Coach Hopkins. coaches sure. the Huskies. Great guy, by the way. I really enjoyed uh, spending nice the day guy. with Coach Hopkins. Super um, nice guy. Really, really nice guy. Thoughtful, introspective, et cetera. A lot of questions. We had a lot of fun going through, like, uh, you know, mostly 90s power forwards in college basketball. You know who Northeast. my favorite? Right. Now, you know me when I talk college. UMass Hoops. hoops. UMass. Marcus specifically yep. Lou Rowe. Big power forward. He's like, oh, yeah, Luro gave me 12 stitches, hit me right in the nose with his elbow. He's like, trust me, I remember Luro. So, all right, Kobe Bryant, I'm sure has no idea who that is, nor should he really, nor should anybody else. But he's kind enough to take a few minutes with us here from training camp. Kobe, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. How are you?
3: We're good. How uh, How are you feeling? How are you feeling health wise after, you know, not being able to be a full go during all the off season stuff? You have been here the last few
1: days. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Just blessed to be out here, you know, play the game, and I love, so feeling great. What was bothering you? What did you have? Uh, just a little little toe sprain, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm back, and I'm toe feeling sprain. better. How'd you sprain yeah. your toe? Oh, man, I, I, just over time, honestly, man. You know, you never know, so.
2: Yep. You can How sprain hard? a toe. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it's a turf toe. toe. It's oh, called turf, turf, turf toe. toe. Yeah, ah. it's hyperextending the toe, and it sucks. It is a painful, painful deal, and you never would think, like, oh, it's just my toe. <laughs> Until Kobe, you have it and you realize how much it hurts. And then it probably hurt for you having to watch everybody
1: else this offseason and not get to play too. Definitely, definitely. But, you know, just during those time, I just took, you know, a lot of mental reps just to, you know, still challenge myself mentally. Um, and, you know, just ultimately be there for my teammates.
3: I love that. I love the idea of a mental rep. What does that look like for you? Like if you're sitting on the sideline or standing on the right. sideline and somebody else is playing your spot, what do you do when the ball is snapped?
1: Right. Just honestly, just mirror everything that he does. You know, uh, obviously you can't do it physically, but just mentally, you know, even if you see a mistake, you know, you, you coach him up on the sideline and just, you know, it's not only helping him, but it's, it's helping you as well, too. So help me understand something here, Kobe. Right, Help me understand how the
2: Jim Thorpe Award winner, the greatest DB in college football voted on by media and peers and others. Uh, I guess number one falls to the fourth round. Did you right. ever see that coming?
1: No, I didn't, but, you know, honestly, we, we all have, you know, different stories. This is, God had this story written for me. You know, I have no complaints. I'm blessed to just be here, and, you know, I was fortunate enough to have my name called, but, you know, that's why I have the, the chip on my shoulder that I do now, you know, not just to prove everyone wrong, but to prove it to myself as well.
2: And I, and I if I remember right, you and Sauce and, and crew, you were an outside corner largely
1: for Fickle at Cincinnati, right? Did you play much nickel? Uh, I never played nickel ever in my life, so it was it was kind of you know foreign to me when I first. first so you
2: never it. play a snap of nickel corner your high school, college at any time, and then you come here. And when does it become apparent that hey man, Coach Carroll is going to count on me as a rookie to come in and slide and play nickel? It
1: actually towards like the end of camp, you know, like him and Coach Hurt were like throwing it out there, and, and Coach Coach Scott were like throwing it out there that I may you know get a little bit of reps, but it was never for sure. And then once, once probably around the first game, I started getting more and more reps. And then they threw me out there, you know, and just, you know, I had that learning that learning curve by the first game. And I just kept growing. You know, that's the biggest thing, you know, especially in this league, is just to keep growing, perfect your craft, and, you know, just have that short-term memory. So the day
3: that first happens when you realize, oh, man, they're going to kind of move my position slightly to, to nickel... Who do you call and what do you tell them? I mean you call your parents, friends, like, hey, guess what
1: happened to you? It's kind of
3: weird. Yeah. What, yeah, what do you do at that point?
1: Uh, really, I, I just talked it over with my older brother. You know, he was, like, more familiar with the nickel spot because he was shorter than me, <laughs> um, and, you know, he was he played. Like I said, he played that, but just called him up and asked him for a few pointers and uh, even talked with, like, Jamal, Quandre, those type of guys because they're a lot familiar with that, with that type of position, and, I was just happy to, you know, be able to say that I'm playing my rookie year and, and just contribute and contribute as much as I did.
2: Kobe Bryant here with us. So what do the greatest nickelbacks in the NFL currently? And certainly Rondé Barber in the Hall of Fame, the best to right. ever do it. What do the great nickelbacks have?
1: Uh, just awareness, um, tackle, uh, b- ball skills, and just versatility is the biggest thing as mm-hmm. well, too. You know, um, that's the biggest thing is just being able to be versatile, Uh, you know coming to the league and you know as nickel has a a huge responsibility and just to be able to you know have that have that role especially as a young player is is a blessing for sure how different is it to
2: not have the 12th man next to you to not have that boundary to push those guys to like you did (laughs) throughout college in the great corners always have and know where that 12th defender is how different was it getting used to not having that
1: sidelines definitely definitely different you know in the slot you have way more space So just to, you know, have to deal with that and and just like you said, it was just a complete change. But, you know, me being a competitor that I am, the learner that I am, um, I knew I was able to do it. And, you know, I'm just still growing from from here on out. As a corner yourself,
3: what was your reaction when the Seahawks at the number five pick took Witherspoon?
1: Right. I I was pretty excited. You know, I'm all for, you know, competition and competing. And uh, however we can help this room and whatever the case may be, you know, I just want to win and, you know, be the best teammate that I can be. Yeah, Salk and I were talking last segment about the versatility now that this
2: back end of this defense has with you and Julian when Jamal comes back and Devin and that competition, the corners. Uh, How important is that versatility in today's
1: NFL and how fierce is the competition both on and maybe even Kobe off the field? All right. You know, it's, it's a blessing to have, you know, versatile players. Like I said, you know, you want to be to a point where as a player, you don't want to get taken off the field to where they have to keep you on the field. And like I said, you know, however we can all contribute in every way to, you know, just get the job done on Sundays. That's what we'll do. So that's the biggest thing for us. And just compete with each other, but also, you know, help each other as well, too.
3: You see that catch Jackson Smith and Jigba made yesterday with one hand?
1: Yeah, i definitely seen it. All right, so
3: hold on. Now, if that Brock was, Brock was saying earlier, yeah, that if that a... was in a game or even a practice where there was hitting... That they might have ended a little bit differently. How did the defensive back room feel about that
1: catch? Oh, 100%. You know, if we were, you know, able to go for the ball and, you know, things like that, it would have been different. But that was still a great catch at the end of the day. But, you know, it's, it's camp. So, you know, we got plenty of practices to where we can showcase, you know, our ball skills for sure. Okay, so you had all these mental reps, okay,
2: all these mental reps. And I know Jackson took it a little bit slow in the OTA season as well with his hamstring and everything else. Right. But you got to watch him from the sideline. You got to watch the tape. You got to see this, this guy in the slot, this number one receiver in the draft. And then for the last two days, I'm going to guess at times you've been matched up against him, right? You've yeah, probably sure. seen him across. Sure. Give me a scouting report from a nickelback's position on what Jackson can do. <laughs>
1: oh he's he's definitely you know uh he's shifty um he's able to create space um he can catch as you can see and uh so i was pretty familiar with him in college you know uh I mean, the crazy thing is me and him are actually close like we hang out outside of outside of practice you know that's that's like my little bro so just to see him you know doing his thing early and um i'm happy for him you know so that those are the things i see so far you know like i said it's only Day three, going into day three. So, you know, it's still a lot to learn, but, you know, I'm learning for sure.
3: You may not know this, but I uh, hold you in very high esteem as a uh, as an observer of talent. When yeah. we talked last year, we were standing inside the uh, the bubble there, and I asked you, which player are we not talking about enough that you've been really impressed with? And you told me it was Derek Young. And since right. then... He's kind of become like my sneaky favorite player to watch on this (laughs) offense. I loved what he did last year. I love the way he plays the game. You were absolutely right then. Now, I'm not suggesting you're going to take over John Schneider's job yet, (laughs) but give me another guy to watch for this year that we're probably not talking about enough here in the media. Who should we be paying more attention to?
1: Mm, That's pretty tough. Uh, That's what you said last year, and then you ended up
3: getting the exact right guy.
1: Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Oh man, this, that's tough to say right now because I, I would still, in my opinion, still say Derek just because the things he's able to do on special teams, um, just offense. That's that's really who I can think of right now. You know, who, who uh, the people don't talk about enough. So. Hey. Hey, last thing for
2: me here, and we know you had yeah. special teams meeting to run to. Thank you for the time, as always. Absolutely. Tell me what life is like now with fifty-four next to you. Maybe what it was not not what it was not last year. I don't want right. to you know diss on any of that, but just the presence of of a future Hall
1: of Famer sitting there, at Mike linebacker, inside of you. Right. Uh, it's it's a blessing, man, and just fun just to have him, uh, Quandre. Um, you know he's at he's he's. Still, he's still young to me, how how I look at uh, Bobby. You know, he plays around a lot, um, but he's also a true leader. And, you know, I watch him, you know, how he carries himself on and off the field. You know, just having the respect that he does in the league. Like you said, future Hall of Famer. um, You know, I'm soaking it all in. You know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to play with him. You know, I remember playing with him on, like, Madden when I was in, like, high school. So just to see me playing with him now. It's pretty fun, so just to have him out there is definitely, is like it, I said, a blessing. Is
3: that an honor or a shot? I mean, it feels like it could be kind of both at the same
1: time. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely an honor. Oh, man, you okay. know.
3: <laughs> man, you're as old as dirt. I used to play with you when I was in nah. high school. You were already on that? And... Nah. Hey, we appreciate it, man. Kobe, seriously, thank you. It's always uh, good to talk to you, and uh, continued good luck this year. We appreciate it yeah thank you all right there you go. there's kobe Bryant. seems to be one of the good ones man we've uh, talked to him a couple of times and just a uh, nice
2: kid humble kid boys yeah man. and like jackson an older brother that had been there and done it as an athlete so it's just not overwhelming and like jackson huge accolades huge production jim thorpe award winner and yet not bitter right you don't feel bitterness though. you all. feel there's a lot of times i know we got to run okay we'll do this a little bit later no it's okay well, it'll be a big discussion with G because there's a lot of times you get guys with chip on their shoulders mm-hmm. and it's an insecure bitterness. There's a difference when it's a it's chip all, on the yeah, shoulder. Him,
3: DK, there's a few guys on this team that have some of that chip on the shoulder for good reason, but you're right. There's no bitterness that seems to come from it. Mm-mm. It seems to be a lot more... Fortitude of, yeah, and pride. And, 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 yeah. yeah, it's 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 a good point. All right. G will join us in 20 minutes. I got a ton of stuff for him today between Sean Payton and Jackson Smith and Jigba and what you just... We got a lot for G, the Pac-12 or Pac-9, whatever the heck you want to call it. In fact, Brock, that's one of the things you need to know
0: next. <sighs> need to know
4: 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk
0: here's what you need to know up first
3: geno smith is firmly ensconced now as the starting quarterback here in seattle it's funny a year ago we weren't sure he was out there he was taking all the number one reps but we were wondering whether there was another shoe to drop, what the competition would look like. Not so this year. This is his team, 100%, and uh, he seems to be enjoying that. Talked yesterday about what it's like being in the number one spot. I think for him, he says it feels the same, that he's always prepared this way, but for everybody else, I think that difference is pretty palpable. Jackson Smith and Jigba, the story, as he made an unbelievable one-handed gliding catch yesterday for a touchdown. Gino pretty impressed with his young receiver. He
4: could do it all, man. He could do it all he's a great player and um he can do it all jackson is like you know one of those guys who you know if you put him in out there one-on-one he's gonna he's gonna win his battles and and we've been seeing that so far but we've got like i said multiple guys who can do that those guys are out there competing and um dk's been doing his thing tyler's doing his thing um you know derrick has been stepping up like all these guys are making plays and uh you know jackson is like i said just a part of that group he's embraced that and um they've embraced him and I mean, they're all growing together, man. It's special.
3: All right. Two questions. Mm-hmm. One.
2: I know one.
4: Is that a little Russell? Naming um,
2: everybody? Baby Russ. Right? But like
3: a little bit of Russ? little baby Russ. Like, but oh, he, number, but number forget, 2 we got Dariq. We got DK. But number two. B- number two. Would you describe a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba as having been here before?
2: Yes. Like just it just feels like he's soul. already
3: been here and done yep. it once. And now he's yep. doing it again.
2: Yeah, and now totally different ends of the spectrum. One was the first receiver picked. One never got drafted. But Doug had that same way about him.
3: Like he's just been here before. Yeah.
2: Like nothing's too big for me. And, you know, I got an older brother that's a pro baseball player. I played at Ohio State. I was the all-time leading pass receiver in the history of Texas high school football. Like, yeah, what? So now I'm at this level. Like I'm meant to be here all the way along. And he moves that way. He plays that way. Yeah, man. You start to, I know we got real excited. I'm, I'm, I'm getting like visions back to March when we were down at spring training. And, man, it was a pleasure to talk to so many of those players, truly. Because there's a lot of just good dudes mm-hmm. that you want to root for. See how locker room, man, it Some is of full of the as well. same kind of cats. Good point. All right. Number two. Here's the second thing
3: you need the to The second thing you need to know is that the Mariners are about to go through a four-game stretch, three in Arizona, one against Boston before the trade deadline, and so these four games mean even more than they normally would. Jerry Depoto says, yeah, they do matter, and we're focused on trying to get better.
0: I don't know uh, if many teams are really open to trading players beyond those that are short term right now. We haven't really seen that move yet, but... You know, it it does establish a baseline.
2: There are other players of that quality that are going to get moved in the next week or so. And, you know,
0: we are, at at least presently, we have spent almost all of our time focusing on players that we feel make more sense for us moving forward. You know, and based on market prices, you know, that could change for us in the next six days or so. Again, depending on what the, the return.
3: Yeah, I think what you hear there is they've been focused on guys that can help them both now and into the future but hey win these four and maybe some of the rental market becomes a little bit more available by the way the selling has started right chicago is sold and Mm -hmm. lucas giolito and yesterday the mets made it clear they are selling they traded away their best player this year so far david robertson so
2: to miami santana goes i know he is one of those impending free agents i'm not going to say rental that's rude Who would ever say rental player that is just so degrading to a player i will never say that he's an impending free agent he moves as well the angels and rays by the way as you play three against a good arizona team those two ahead of you the angels and the rays in the wild card they will battle for three as well and don't look now ever since the angels said hey we're not going to sell otani they're sitting there now with two wins yesterday at 55 and 49 so they're making a little push as well here's the third thing you need to know Nope, we don't have time, okay? So, G is going to come in next. Sorry, we're hard up against it. Brock, this one's sad.
3: It really is sad. The the Pac-12 statement yesterday, trying to make it sound as if everything is fine. There's nothing to see here. We're going to be expanding awesome. after, after we get our media everything deal is done. Everything is cool as it's going to ever be. All right, that is everything you need to know. I won't torture everything you. Awesome. I feel legitimately bad for you on this. Yeah. Like, it's rough.
2: Well, I, from what I understood, the Oregon head honchos got together yesterday. Supposedly, Washington did as well, trying to figure out what is going to happen. And here's what I know: one of one of our buddies uh, in that building, right? One of the guys that used to work upstairs that we loved, and it was a college sports guy, big sports guy, and texted me. He's like, "Do you have the skinny? What happened?" I said, "Well, here's what I know: that these people have known this for some time. That Colorado was looking to leave. Mm-hmm. The problem in continues to be the problem, and at every turn, George Kleifkof has said." Oh, we got a deal. We got a deal. He said it to his ads. He said it to the media partners. We got a deal. Yeah, you know, we got some, We got a deal. We got it. And there's only so many times you cry wolf before you're done.
4: Everything is awesome.
2: right, that's better. That's so sad. Everything
3: is cool when you're part
2: of the team. When you're not.
3: Everything is, awesome. Everything is cool when you've been left out of the group dream might be the best explanation of the statement that Klievkoff gave yesterday.
4: <laughs>
3: right. That's, That's so sad.
2: So sad. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so sad.
3: Brock, I'm so sorry. It really is. Yeah, it's I bad. You feel real bad. No, I do. Dude, no. I don't like this for you no. or for no, anybody. It's, yeah, you're real compassionate. You know, I'm trying to be nice, and that's no. the way you treat me. This is why people at, stop me and say, hey, how does it feel making people no. mad all day? Yeah, you're real I'm sad.
2: not. You know. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to be sympathetic.
0: She's gone next. Goodbye. Gosh. You're listening to Brock and Salk.
3: Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle
0: Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Wow, the people are being given exactly uh.
3: what it is they've not only wanted, but quite frankly, demanded. A yeah. case got in studio. Oh, you can't hear? Hold on. It's
0: all messed up. Hold yeah. on. Oh. There that working better? There we go. There we go. Man, I missed y'all. All the Brock and Salk show listeners are here. Love y'all. Brock Hewitt. love you, bro. Mm. What's good, mm. baby?
2: Oh, I was just saying to Maura and Justin, like, you you realize once training camp starts, mm. like, it, I don't know, it's kind of like a road trip, right? And, yeah. you know, when you're done with the road trip, you're like, oh, wow, that was a that was a little more of a journey. You know, I drove to Missoula last week. Like, I, I loved it. Okay. I always enjoy it. I always enjoy the Brock and Salk show. But there's something about you know July and June that's a little drier until you get to training camp. Baseball team gave us a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. But now we got the Mariners, we got the trade deadline, we got the Seahawks, we got college football. Would you stop? Stop! Man, wow. Stop with this. Hey, Are we have why, so Jesus, it's much. You know. like that, it's like that
0: brisket, baby. It's like that brisket around hour nineteen, hour mm. twenty. Ooh. Juicy. You ever had Jewish <laughs> brisket? Come again? I'm uncomfortable in answering this. Can you ask that again so Brock can hear I say you ever had Jewish
3: brisket. It's co- it goes by a different name.
0: I'm not It goes th- by a different name. I'm not touching this topic. It's called It's a trap. St- it's it's not a trap. Kind <laughs> of like I'd like be doing you on black stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those
3: are traps. Like I've seen like I know enough not to fall into your traps. Gee's got that trap and all of a sudden he comes around and they're like, gotcha. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> hey. <Okay. laughs>
2: oh, it's called sour brotten. You ever had
3: that? It's like a sweet and sour version of brisket. It's done totally differently. Nice.
2: It's really yeah. good. It's like same re- cut of meat though, same brisket. Same cut
3: of meat, but it's same. it's it's instead of being barbecued and and sort of S- slow roasted. Hard. Yeah, it's much yeah. more slow roasted and it gets like it's soft to the point where it kind of falls apart mm-hmm. almost oh, and then you do it with like an onion kind of sweet and sour almost kind of sauce. Yeah. Oh. It's really really good. My mom mm-hmm. makes it. It is good. I might actually mm. have to have her like
0: I ain't going to question your mama. Or your,
3: your mama gets down. <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what that means, and I'm not sure I want to agree with hey, that, but um, I appreciate whatever it is
0: you've just said. I don't know what y'all want to talk appreciate about, the sentiment, but let me go yeah. ahead and just start it. I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the upcoming season. Here's why. Let me take you back to my dating life. Back in the day, I'd meet somebody, then I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't really have any expectations, so it was really no big deal if it goes anywhere. Last season— as we went into the Seahawks' season last season, I think we can all get on the same page and all agree, Brock, that mm-hmm. not even expectations wasn't there. So we weren't really nervous going into the game. And week one against the Broncos, mm, we'll see what happens. Now there's expectations. And now there's like, mm, are we dating? Are we really in that relationship? Mm-hmm. And now I'm nervous going into the season. Talk me off the ledge, y'all. Hold yeah, on. The I'm thing not, that's making yeah. you most
3: nervous is that people are excited about the Seahawks.
0: No, what's making me most nervous is that all of us collectively have you'll, a you'll higher, good. we have a higher expectation of this team well, this your year. Well, expectations,
3: like, I'll just say this. I don't expect them to win a Super Bowl. How's that?
0: Wait, well, what's, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you just said our expectations oh, are so, so sky high. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl well, this look, year. How's that? Uh, no, I'm more mature now. Oh. So when I'm meeting and I date that person, right. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking all the way, Brock to marriage, baby.
2: Me too. That's what I did. First day with Molly. Done. Let's go. We were listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony going down I-5. I was in my Canadian tuxedo. I said, I can marry this woman. And, I, and we could have gotten married that next day. And it'd be 27 years and instead of G- 24. G's thought that same thing four or five times, actually, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> G, I am with you to a degree when it comes to just one guy. The whole team. Come on. We've been talking to him all week, man. Dre Jones, he, he's got no, like pretense he he, we kobe bryant like chip on the shoulder dk metcalf boulder on his shoulder ranked 101 in the league. like but one guy gino i I hear you i think with gino playing with expectations playing a a, a contract that is going to require you in order the following year to get paid to be better than you were the year before that right just the expectations on him Mm -hmm. not competing not looking over his shoulder not splitting reps all the positives of that, and there are many, as he alluded to yesterday, mm-hmm. but I get where you're coming from. There was something about that guy, that fighter, that grit, that tough dude from West Virginia that we felt away, come though. out.
3: I mean, like, the one thing you can say about Gino is I, I, he knows what it's like to hit the bottom of the trough. And he's obviously come back up the other side. I thought this this thing he said yesterday stood out to me when asked about how we reacted to last year's playoff loss.
4: Uh, yeah, I can speak for myself, man. I just uh, had a really uh, bad taste in my mouth after that, you know, playoff game. Um, didn't want the season to end. And, you know, I just kind of went straight to work. I just went to work and, you know, I was preparing for this opportunity this season. Mm. And I know the guys around me felt the same way everyone's growing. We're all growing together. This offense is growing. This team's growing. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got to go prove it. You know, I'm not big on just talking, you know, I I like to go out and make things happen. And so, you know, I think we have a great opportunity. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Can I, I'm going to tell you, um, I'm going to keep going with my nervousness. (laughs) Um, I was at the building. I was in the building yesterday over at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Got to say the whole word these days. Anyway, I was over there and, um, Over there, there's just that vibe that I remember, right? Mm -hmm. And there is, I know last season, I can speak on it now, there was uncertainty throughout the building. There was, like, you know, didn't know. The same uncertainty sometimes throughout the building that happened with us as a fan group. We just didn't know. And now you can just feel the energy in that building and you can see the way or excuse me hear the way mm-hmm. players talk about Gino yo I'm telling y'all they rock with Gino that you know feels their like
2: G? guy you, yeah you know what it feels like it feels like 11 and 12. Remember, in eleven last year, felt a lot like twenty eleven, where you know you got some pieces. Where KJ's there and Bobby's there, or excuse me, Bobby's not there. KJ's there, Sherm is there, Cam is there. Like you know, that was a seven and nineteen, but like, ooh yeah, they're not bad. That's not a bad football team, and they got some young dudes that are going to be a piece of this thing. And then they got to twelve, and you added Bobby, and you added obviously Russell competing, and then it became his team over the course of the year. Last year felt like eleven. Like yep, there's some good pieces there. Uh, you know, obviously the quarterback situation is different. So I'm just talking about the team dynamic, not the QB. Mm. But then you add Jackson, and then you add Devin, and then you add Charbonnet, and then you add Dre Jones, and you bring back Jaron, and you bring back Bobby, and the Gino with another year under. Like this feels kind of more like 12, and that's why I'm not nervous about expectations. It doesn't feel like 13. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> 13 you. 13 had tw- expectations. I'll, 12 doesn't end with a Super say,
0: Bowl. I'll say I'll say what's different. I don't think that – I think the offense that we are getting ready to see, I think we might see the best – Seahawks offense that we've ever seen in Pete Carroll's uh, uh, time as being here. Well, yeah, they're built differently than those teams for sure. I don't think Brock's trying to argue that
3: they're going to look at all like the oh, 12 no, no. teams.
0: I wasn't even, that wasn't even an argument.
3: Which, to that point, might have been the best defense that we'd ever seen in yep. Seattle. I mean, the next year got even better, and the year after that was probably mm-hmm. right there. But 2012 to that point, yeah. probably the best defense we've ever seen here in Seattle, period. Yeah and you know 13 grows on it i i i think you could do that why is the offense look so good they had some success last year your offensive line should take a step forward certainly on the edges and they got this dude i don't know whether you know about him he's a he's a wide receiver he can play a couple different spots in the <gasps> wide receiver room uh he's very very smooth i don't know if you saw his one-handed catch yesterday <clears throat> I forget where he went to. Did he go to Michigan? where did he go to school, no, no, no,
0: no, no. It's not Michigan. He went he went to go ahead, say it with me, y'all. The, the, the. Ohio Must sir. have been. How yeah. ridiculous is Jackson Smith and Jigba already? Let me tell you. Ridiculous. But more so than the one hand catches. Look, I yes, I can brag on the dude to I'm blue in the face. Please do. But what I'm really most happy about, I told his father the other day, what I'm most proud of with Jackson is his work ethic. I've already found out that this dude is a gym rat. This dude is one of the last ones that stays at the facility. He lives there. I'm super excited about this kid. I'm super excited of everything, the way he's handling himself off the field, the way he is handling all of the, you know, the, oh my goodness, it's JSN. He's handling it so well and he loves, Brock, he loves this town.
2: He loves ball and and you can see that. So, G, help me me with this one. Okay, what you got? DK, and this is your wheelhouse now, okay? So for those that don't know, G's got a son that's going to be a fourth year player at D! Ohio State. Mm. And you want to share the news? you want to keep that private about the meeting? Yeah, we keep it uh, I want
0: to yeah, we'll keep it private.
2: Sometimes you gotta, sometimes you got to yep. uh, under-promise and over-deliver. What'd you get? Yeah, but week three, I'll be in Columbus. Week three, it'd be so fun if I get to call a touchdown to your son, and that'd mm-hmm. be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have watched receivers because of his upbringing. You've been there out of Ford Sports. You've watched all the All-Americans. Yeah. You've done the whole travel circuit seven-on-seven. Seven. You've mm-hmm. seen all of these dudes, every shape, size, form. Yes. We asked DK two days ago to compare to compa- and he's like, I don't play the comparison game, which is great for him. Good answer. G. Scott can. Mm-hmm. G. Scott, you've seen uh, over the last 10 years of your life, yes. you've seen all of these dudes mm-hmm. in the NFL and college mm-hmm. now. Give me your view, compare
0: contrast of, of who he is to other guys. Well, I think who he is and who a lot of the wide receivers are are different today than yesterday. And what I mean by that is, is there has been this explosion, Mike Salk, of the seven on seven circuit. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, explosion where all these kids from you know fifth grade, sixth grade, this is all they're do in and out of breaks, releases, all every single day. Rep, 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 rep. No more of the days of, oh, you're only playing during football season. These kids are playing, well, kids turning into adults. They're doing this year-round. There's no other position. There's the wide receivers out there getting reps. There's the DBs and safeties out there getting reps. Of course, the quarterbacks are getting reps, but the offensive line and defensive line, they aren't getting the reps like them. This is why it is so hard to judge and see who the next great defensive lineman is going to be, because these defensive linemen aren't getting the reps. Back to Jackson Smith and Jigba in the the difference between him and what sets him apart to other wide receivers currently right now brian hartline brian hartline the wide receiver coach for the ohio state university it is no mistake that every single time you go Garrett Wilson, you go Chris Olave, you currently have um uh, Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Jr., you have uh a, a Mecca who is from here, this area, like wide receiver at the wide receiver because they rep, they rep, they rep and the level of expectation in that wide receiver room is just off the charts. Like 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 really off the charts when it comes to that. So um What Jackson is to this team and what he's going to bring to this team, and you have Tyler Lockett and you have DK Metcalf. And real quick, I want to give love to Tyler Lockett and DK right now. Because those two dudes have been amazing to Jackson mm-hmm. since he have been here. So it also is important, Salk, to have good leadership in your wide receiver room or in your position group.
2: Okay, so back in the day, they loved to do these robo-QB stuff, Gene, right? I remember one time, the Seattle Times, an article about if you could uh, take this piece and that piece of every Husky quarterback for the last 30 years. And that was the run from Warren Moon through Cody Pickett, all NFL dudes, right? Mm. And it, it, to me— What did they want me, from you? Oh, my arm. I think it was just my arm. Didn't yeah. have like one right arm, one yeah, left like arm? A, yeah, like a deep ball. I think Warren's right arm, my left arm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, something like that. Not that I remember. But uh, to no, me, to me, if I took different parts, I said in Blue 88, he <laughs> reminds me of a blend of a little Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Marvin's body control, maybe Reggie's strength and, and a little bit more body type because Marvin was so, so slight. But maybe right here, bring it home to here. Isn't there a lot of Doug and, and Tyler? Like, if you blended their body types, their skill sets, their body control, strength, smoothness, isn't he a lot of a blend of Tyler and Doug?
0: Yes. Yes. And the smoothness part of of both of them, Tyler's smooth, Doug is smooth, um Doug is really strong. Jackson is strong. By the way, I'll give you guys one little secret on Jackson. Do me a favor when you guys get a chance. Um first of all, his dad, you met his dad, great dude. G- great Absolutely dude. Absolutely love talking to his dad. <laughs> right? D- big dude. Yes. Right? Not not solid. Go solid dude. Go look at his brother. Right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm telling you like, well, where where, where are you going with that? Jackson is just as I mean. If Jackson wasn't playing football and wasn't in shape, he could get big too. It's funny, he doesn't look thick.
3: He's, the way his dad does, but he's sneaky thick.
0: He's sneaky in them thighs. Wait, so, no, uh, I'm, Brock, uncomfortable Brock, Brock, I'm uncomfortable you, with this. Yeah. i like Brock, you like this? You like this? is your kind of thing. You like this? He's gonna talk about a man's thighs. This yeah, right yeah JSC and got them thighs, man. You like, know what I mean? He got like, a thigh a little booty. You like know what I mean?
2: Thick thighs save lives. Kind <laughs> of thighs. <laughs>
0: We' we 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 run out of time real quick. No, can we, we you know, who's gotta, we gotta you get know, to know who's gotta get here, and I gotta give you some credit, Salk. Oh, thank you. I gotta give Mike Salk credit. Rare. <laughs> Devon Witherspoon, you got to get in the cab, bro. Oh, you calling him Devon now, not Devon, De- you calling him Devon? <laughs> My bad. Well, you know, <laughs> it's like Steven and Stefan in uh, Family Matters. <laughs> Like Devon. Depends who you're talking to. Depends <laughs> on who you're talking to. <laughs> now, if, if Devin, if he was in front of my face now, right that's now. That's funny. If that he was is a, funny. If he was in front of my face right now, it would be Devin. <laughs> right. right. But behind his back is Devon. Oh. <laughs> Devon. It's like uh, Brad or something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, nah, but, hey, man, he got he got to get camp. You're right. Salt came out there and was like, gee, come on. Come on. I'm like, well, you know, he wanted to get the money up front. You're like, gee, gee. And he, he walked away, and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, Mm-hmm. nah, bro, you got to get in. Because right. what you don't do, when you start having people think about, first of all, I want to just say, this is no disrespect to the name I'm going to bring up mm-hmm. because he's a friend of mine. I love him to death. But what happens is you're going to have people thinking about Well, remember the last time a first-round pick did this, and was Aaron Curry, and then blah, blah, blah. Get the camera. This team needs you. You're going to get that money. You know what I'm saying? You might not get all of it right now, but you're going to get it. It's all guaranteed. It's all guaranteed. You're not fighting over that. Get to this team now. Every
3: day matters. Gee, would you send your kid to the Pac-9?
0: Hell no. No. There's no reason to. Let's be real. Now, you know what's you know what's bad about all this. Let's be real. The Pac twelve, Pac ten, whatever you want to call it, man. It was called. It was nicknamed the Conference of Champions. Was that a real nickname? or Is that just what Bill Walton said?
2: No, it was. Okay. It was because I mean, it is. And and by the way, in two, in the two thousands when this head coach was there at SC, come on, it was the most poppin' conference yes. in the country. It was electric. It was alive. Yes. It mattered. Those stadiums
0: were full. The mm. hype was real. Popping. And then Larry Scott and them said, you know what? Let's continue to yep. keep the Pac 12 a secret. Let's continue. <laughs> oh, you got direct TV? Don't worry about it. You can't get Pac 12 network. Yep. Uh, you here, you live in uh, Seattle? You want to watch the University of Washington? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Yep.
3: No, I, I was saying this earlier. I feel like Larry Scott made a bad bet. He thought
2: – he didn't understand his fan base. He didn't come from it. He had no right. background. He, um, was, he was out of water. He, he came from the Women's Tennis Professional Association, which I don't fault him. He did a great job there. Was that a tennis he show? was tennis, He's trying to do another man's job that he had no business doing whatsoever. Well, he double faulted because ultimately, oh, Brock, oh, he – thanks. This is a little tennis thing. <laughs> yeah. he, um,
3: he thought his fan base was like the SEC. They're what? just not. They're just not like that, and that's not a criticism of the fans. I don't want people to read this as it's the fans' fault that this is happening. But if you're Larry Scott, you got to recognize what it is you're dealing with, and the fans were never going to riot over the games not being televised. They're just not like the SEC.
0: I'm picking up on something. Though, bad so man. I'm picking up on something, and we got to roll with this. Sometimes you got to throw it to the hot hand, um, Brock. Yep. You seem really mad oh, about Brock's this whole so Pac twelve. He's sad. It's, can you can you can continue? No, very sad. No, it's personal.
2: I watched in some of those listening. This predated your both of you men time here, and I think more is birth. This, I, I watched the University of Washington crumble. I watched a living legend get and step down in Don James because the conference at that time did not have their back. And L.A. was more than happy to see them sanctioned and bowl losses and did not particularly like the Pacific Northwest and what Don was doing running the conference, not being L.A. And he's like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this. Okay. Then you fast forward years and years when USC was that dynastic team with Snoop and the whole nation there. And that stadium, what the Coliseum was unbelievable. And then guess what? They ran into some trouble. And you know what the conference did? Turned their back on them. Yep. Turned their back on Pete and everybody else and, and did not have their back. And then the presidents and the boards and the regents from up and down the coast decided we don't even really need football. In fact, Stanford and Berkeley, I don't even want football to the point that Marshawn Lynch drops an F-bomb on national television on a Friday night wondering, what in the heck happened to this conference that I just got done playing in 10 years ago? Yeah, that's what happened. Horrendous leadership. Presidents that didn't care. Uh, you know, people that looked at oh, the engine of football doesn't really matter. And now you've got a conference in shambles and you've got student athletes. And, and I'll say it, man, Oregon State and Washington State gonna be the most hurt in this. If this continues to go down this road, the absolute most hurt. And those two places are some of the most just incredible spots to be on a college football Saturday where they do care in their hunter orange and crimson and gray. It sucks. It really, really, really sucks. Okay, that's off my chest.
3: I mean, I can't argue <laughs> with any of that. How would you, I mean, it's personal, and I brought. Yep. I, I, legitimately, you were joking earlier. I do legitimately have sympathy. I think it stinks, I know, and I know
2: you do. I, I know, really,
3: yep. I really do feel bad yep. for you and for all of the Pac-12 fans out there, for anybody who loves UW or Wazoo or any of the other teams in the in the conference. This stinks. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be this way. You were done wrong by yes, the
2: presidents by the by the regents by the commissioner, commissioner by, and, and people you know have, have hit me up and and, and I'll just address this the elephant in the room and said oh, you know you're your company Brock you get paid handsomely to on. go call college football games uh, Fox waited and waited and waited come on come on let's go let's let's ramp this thing up care Care for me, please. Put out a product that people will watch. Put out a a network that people will watch. Grow in your visibility. Come on, conference. Come on, conference. Come on, conference. For year after year after year after year. Salk, you did. You got so mad. You're not even a college sports fan necessarily. Screaming. And you got to scream. I think... Were you screaming about Larry Scott when the Korean? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's what that was about. Yes. Gee, we were down at spring training. The Korean television network is there. And Salk is screaming like a madman. And the Koreans are looking at him like, what is happening over here? What is this lunatic he, he's doing? Just that, he was that bad. All right.
3: He, we only have another minute or two with G, so I got to ask him quickly. I, I love angry Brock. I know. It's fun, isn't it? Yes. I know. The vein
2: in my neck. Oh, <laughs>
0: pops geez, a little pops. bit. Okay. quick uh, ones Well, how about angry Sean Payton? Yeah, his, his arrogance is going to hurt that team. Yeah, so? Sean, Sean Payton is 59 years old, and let's be real. Sean Payton, you had a very good quarterback in Drew Brees. You had um, – uh, did did did, Bounty, did the bounties on mm-hmm. players' mm-hmm. head happen up under your watch? Mm-hmm. Sean Payton, did we ever see you smoking bongs ever on a video? <laughs> um, and then for you to get out there and do this interview and just destroy the team – Last year, correct me if I'm wrong, but yes, Hackett is gone, but there are still individuals (laughs) that were part of that team still in the building right now. So basically what you just did was you crapped on them. And then while you're talking about how things are going to be better, you crapped on the last head coach. Like you could come in Pete Carroll and do a job for organization Without trashing what happened the year before, well, there'd be no need.
3: Obviously, Mora did a great job, but I, uh, I do. Mora, uh, not different. Mora, <laughs> oh. I, I got, I got two, two arguments against that. One is what Brock said earlier that he's trying to put the focus on him to take it off everybody else, and then the other is what our friend Tyler Columbus tweeted yesterday. He said, "Wow, Peyton burned the whole dang building down. Nobody's off limits. Peyton Hackett, training room, et cetera. Very calculated move." protecting russ yep. by blaming everyone else yep. he humbled russ in the off season and now it's time to protect him as the season starts i don't think sean payton may be sort of a, a weirdo and you may not like the man for various good reasons but it was all calculated but i don't think he's stupid he doesn't do something like this by accident
0: right who's his tree brock who Parcells? who mm-hmm. bill parcells okay Let's see how that works. I ain't telling. They will not win. The Broncos will not win eight games. The Ooh, we Broncos- got a bet.
2: We got a bet. We're gonna do this. We got to figure out next Friday. Right, we're gonna
0: some. Am I getting next? <laughs> you guys <laughs> yep. bet. I will be happy to reap the rewards of your bet. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. You think? Are you saying this because you're in Colorado, bro? Uh, no, I just. You what do you say? What's your number? Is your
2: number seven or he is your number eight. eight? He said they won't. Win they eight. won't win eight. Over under okay, seven so and a half. Okay, you said seven. Okay, I'll take the over. They're gonna they're oh. gonna win more than seven. And seven and a half. half. What's a, a, okay, before we get out of here, mm. what's a good bet? Mm, um, We're gonna think about that for next Salk's week. Salk's mom's uh, brisket. Oh. How does that happen? <laughs> Which one of you is going to make it?
3: Why do you keep trying to involve other people in Why? your business? Yeah. I like when we reap the rewards. I horse. don't like gambling. I, I don't like gambling. You don't, yeah. you don't like gambling? More of I mean, Justin about, and I should really reap the rewards. How about 10 one? How about
0: just, let's just keep it simple, Brock. Mm. How about just 10 crispy. $100 bills on it. Whoa.
2: Just no, 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 no. no, no better. I got a better one. $100 bills on it. I got a better one. You're going to get- buy, buy me a really, really, really nice tie. Doesn't have to be 10 Benjamins, but it's got to be way, way up there. Something for a me really to nice wear. A really nice tie. Yeah. And then, wear
3: on TV. Yeah.
2: Yep. And then I got to buy you some of your fancy shoes. shoes. Yep. Ties and shoes. Ties and shoes. Oh, whoa, 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 yep. whoa, 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 whoa. But not your two thousand dollar Versace right. shoes, okay? Well, right. Let's put a let's put a number, a put numeral a num- limit. Okay, two hundred fifty dollars? No, five hundred. Five hundred, five hundred. Yep. That's cool. That's yep. cool. All right. Okay, shoes and ties. G must go. be swimming
3: in a different pool than me. I feel like we I, do the same job. And the auction is business is good. Swimming so, in a the very different financial pool than <laughs> he I has, am. Like four jobs. I guess. You don't I, hustle enough, Mike.
0: All I know He's is... He's also got four ex-wives, though. I mean, Mike. like, all those
3: things Mike. you would think would have
0: to be about the oh, same. All right. <laughs> all right, we got to go. Gene is right. up
3: next over Y'all on 97.3 Karen News Radio. Up. We'll be right back with our most intriguing Seahawks and then some of your calls later this morning. Brock and Salkdale Sports on 710. 10. That's harsh.